Wizards, Rainmakers, Rockstars, Gorillas, and Gurus. WebmasterRadio.fm. Come visit our magical Webmaster Wonderland. We got a mouse, too. WebmasterRadio.fm. We're everywhere. Welcome to Life Tips, the show that offers expert tips and savvy advice to make life easier and more fun on the web and around the world. Life Tips President Byron White talks to the latest trendsetters about strategies to grow your business. Editor Melanie Nayer interviews celebrities and expert writers on their tips for making life enjoyable and entertaining. Now, please welcome this week's Life Tips host, Melanie Nayer. Good afternoon, everybody. It's Melanie, editor of Life Tips, and I'm here today on November 15th by myself because Byron is in Las Vegas, probably gambling away my raise, but uh, actually he's out in Vegas doing some speaking conferences. So it's all about me and my guests today, um, and I'm excited to talk about this topic today. We've got some great guests who are joining us on If you're a news junkie like me, you've probably been watching a little bit of the news this week where we are uh, announcing the new world wonders, and webmasters are rejoicing today because the Internet was just named the fifth new wonder of the world by a team of researchers, philosophers, writers, and scientists, and it's certainly not the pyramids or the polar ice caps, and it is a bit unorthodox seeing as how the Internet is not a physical object, but the Internet is, in fact, a wonderment in itself, and it created a new form of communicating with others and a new platform for businesses, and just like all the other wonders of the world, there is something very magical about the Internet. In its own way, the Internet allows us to predict the future by providing information that propels us in forward-thinking movements. And with the help of the Internet, business owners and innovators alike are able to stay on top of trends and jump ahead of their competition with the click of a mouse. So it's no surprise at all that the Internet has jumped into a new wonder of the world countdown. But one of the things that makes the Internet stand out from all the other wonders of the world is its ability to help people communicate. Um, And in its most simplest form, that communication vehicle is email. And of course, with every new development comes a form of detriment, and email is no exception because, of course, we've all been subject to those horrific email blunders, and this is especially true in the corporate environment. Everyone from webmasters to web seekers knows this. Um, One of the most widely debated topics in corporate worlds is the appropriateness of email and its sometimes inappropriateness forms, including email etiquette and the more controversial topic of companies filtering and reading employee emails. So our guests today are going to cut through the controversy and get to some of the finer points of this debate, including how email has affected our careers professionally and personally, and talk about some major email faux pas uh, that we can all try to avoid and help us really better set ourselves in a professional light, especially when we're doing emails, uh, both corporate and professional. So our first guest today is Peter Post, uh, the director of Emily Post Institute and author of three etiquette books, Essential Manners for Men, Essential Manners for Couples, and The Etiquette Advantage in Business. Welcome, Peter. Are you there? I am here, and thank you for having me on your show. Oh, Peter, it's great to have you here. There are some basic rules to follow when emailing that you cover in your book, The Etiquette Advantage in Business, that I want to expand on, and I'm going to start with my pet peeve. Okay. Emails with grammar and spelling mistakes. Yeah. I think yeah. it's just important to check your email as you would a college application essay or a cover letter to a potential employer because it's a reflection on you. Do you agree? Do you disagree? Where do you stand on that? 
I agree 100%. And, and the, problem, the problem for people when they don't do it is that it does reflect on them. They're sending it out. They think it's quick. It's not a problem. You know, people ought to accept me the way I am, blah, 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 blah. But when it's coming back and, and the view of you is a person who makes mistakes, who is poorly spoken, does that mean that when you do the work on that important uh, project for me, that it's going to be poorly done or riddled with mistakes as well? And so all of a sudden it becomes about your image. That's the key here, and, and that's the mistake in allowing those mistakes to go out. What about those that just overall casual interpretation of emails? Um, there, the casualness of them isn't as much of a problem to me as, as people making mistakes. It's a fast-paced, informal method of communication. And so that sense of casual often invades the thing and, and can, can work fine. Almost it's like a chatty uh, conversation with a person. The place where informal gets you in trouble is when you're contacting a person for the first time. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's a prospect, somebody like that. And at that point, you need to, you need to ratchet it up, if you will, <laughs> to a little more of a formal presentation style because you don't know that person. And so I think it, it, it matters as to who you're contacting and, and what the circumstances are as to whether or not that casual approach is perfectly acceptable and it will be in certain circumstances or when you need to, as I say, ratchet it up and be more formal. You know, one of the things about casual emails are the the new development of the emoticons and symbols like the smiley face yeah. and the horror face and yeah. LOL and BTW, by the way. <laughs> yeah, is, is it really appropriate? I mean, is it, are we just lazy that we can't actually spell out the words? Well, I think those actually are coming from the instant messaging world, especially from young people coming in who are, who are instant messaging, and they want to be able to get their message written as fast as possible. So they're coming up with those abbreviations that, that we all look at and go, have, we have no idea what they are. BCZ for because, okay? We just don't. Yeah. We're, 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 the business world isn't there with that. The problem with it is it might work in a very casual email to your buddy when you're just trying to get an idea across <laughs> to him. But if you mistakenly do it to the CEO of your company, in an email where you're presenting an idea and you really want to be taken seriously, you may have a problem. <laughs> it just may not really, <laughs> he may not appreciate something he find, one doesn't understand, and two, wonders if that's how you communicate with the clients and everybody else associated with the business. You brought up a really interesting topic, and that is instant messaging, uh, which yeah. is you know, fast becoming a new accepted form of communication in the office. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Should it be? I mean, is it not? You know, a lot of people, a lot of bosses would argue that it's, a, you know, kind of a, a stop in your day. You know, it takes the focus away because you're constantly flashing across the screen. Are, what are some hard and fast rules for IMing at the office? I think, you know, it's a two-edged sword. It has, it's, it's great. It has its potential to be able to make it possible for us to communicate more easily with each other. My biggest objection to it is that it's like walking up to somebody who's trying to do their work and interrupting <laughs> them. And it is an interruption. Yeah. And so if you, if you use it in that way that it becomes an interruption or when people are trying to get stuff done, they need to be able to say, I'm going to shut off my end of the instant messaging right now because I don't want to be receiving those instant messages right now. So I'm going to hide. I'm going to push the hide button or I'm going to push the, you know, treat me, I'm, I'm private at this moment. Mm-hmm. And I think what we need to do is, is to develop those kinds of rules around it so that when it's appropriate to use it and it can be used effectively, it, it aids us in our attempt to do business more efficiently, quicker, all the rest of it. But we still have to recognize that it is an interruption, and that's the problem with it. Yeah, absolutely. We're going to be take a quick break. We're going to come right back and talk to Peter about privacy and email faux pas. Stay tuned. <laughs> 
life tips on webmasterradio.fm. We'll be back with more cool tips and advice right after these commercial messages. Are you getting the most out of your online advertising? Now get more from your media spend with superior real-time targeting and creative optimization technology. Get more now from Casali Media. Casali Media. Save big as Casali Media's ad experts place your premium campaigns across the web's hottest properties at the most competitive rates. Want more? Get, get more. Visit casalimedia.com slash more to request your media kit. Casali Media. Advertising online is better here. Casali Media. Now, experience the future of web design and development with a whole new level of efficiency, expressiveness, and simplified workflow. Introducing Studio 8, a compilation of the latest releases from Dreamweaver, Flash Professional, Fireworks, Contribute, and Flash Paper. Sure to inspire you to create superior online video sites and mobile content. And now, through this exclusive WebmasterRadio.fm offer, listeners can save a whopping $100 off Studio 8. Visit the online store at Adobe or contact Adobe Customer Services and provide promo code Webmaster Radio in order to receive your discount. Studio 8, your way to create. Google AdSense, how do I earn from thee? Let me count the ways. Google, you enable me to show targeted ads complementing my site so my visitors keep clicking throughout the day and night. It was so easy to apply and select the ad formats I liked. Since I've discovered AdSense, I've been filled with delight. So earn more with matching ads, and you too can discover how. Just visit google.com slash AdSense now. Flashback, November 2004. A brand new radio station launched onto the World Wide Web. That station was WebmasterRadio.fm. Today, Webmaster Radio is one of the fastest-growing internet media outlets in the world. In the world. Webmaster Radio boasts one of the most respected talk radio lineups in the internet business world. Danny Sullivan, Chris Tall, Susan Brett, Jim Hedger, Barry Schwartz, Jeremy Shoemaker, Ryan and Jeffrey Eisenberg, Greg Nyland, Katie Kempner. We travel coast-to-coast to bring you the most extensive and detailed live coverage of the most high-profile trade shows in the world. Ad tech, search engine strategy, RSA, Webmaster World, DMA, Ecom Expo. And we have brought you keynote speeches and interviews of some of the biggest influential names in business today. Eric Schmidt, Andrew Hayward, Barry Diller, John Patel, Keith Barazzi, and way too many others to mention. Our live programming and on-demand podcasting keeps the B2B world informed. We are WebmasterRadio.fm, and we're everywhere. Open your windows for a breath of fresh air. WebmasterRadio.fm. And hey, Mac, we're here for you, too. WebmasterRadio.fm. We're everywhere. And now, back to Life Tips, the show that offers expert tips and savvy advice to make life easier and more fun. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Now, here's your host. Hi, everyone. Welcome back. It's Melanie at Life Tips. I'm here today with Peter Post, director of Emily Post Institute and New York Times bestselling author and also Globe columnist in the Boston Sunday Globe on etiquette and business. Welcome back, Peter. We're happy to have you here. Thank you. Uh, one of the things we want to talk about with respect to email is privacy. Privacy is a big issue and I, I think is taken for granted in emails. Uh, what are some basic rules to follow when determining the appropriateness of an email at work? 
the best way to ask yourself if this is something I ought to send is to say, could I print that email out? And put it on a bulletin board for anybody to read. <laughs> so what you, you did Saturday that, night on your date is not the appropriate email to send right, to your coworkers. Right. You just ought to be asking yourself, is this really what I ought to be sending an email? Because you know what happens, Melanie? The first time you send the thing that you think was private and it was really going to be okay because it's just this one time and, oh, my gosh, that's the time that the thing goes throughout the whole office and everybody sees it anyways. Oh, yeah, we're going to get to that whole thing. What <laughs> is, this is not always a fun one. What about, you know, one of the more controversial issues that has hit the business world is employers reading emails. Sure. Private email. Sure. You know, do they have the right? Is it, you know, when we talk about email and privacy and Internet, the reality is there's nothing private on the Internet. No, no, there but, isn't. And they have the right to look at your emails. They have the right to, to, to look at anything on your computer. It is, you know, a business address. It is your business email. There is your stuff coming in. You are working for them at that time. It, 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 there's just no way. And, and you may think you've deleted it, but there's ways for people to capture and keep it, stuff that you think you've deleted as well. You know, <laughs> we just can't go around thinking, let's try to get away with it. I think right. you've got to work within the system and, 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 and respect the system. And if you've got something you want to do privately, do it at home. Don't do it at the office. Or this pick is, up the, the phone. office time is work time. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. What, what's your feeling on mass emails? Annoying or efficient? Uh, efficient if, if, if everybody who is on that mass email really is going to have value out of receiving it. Usually that's not the case. But, right. uh, you know, a mass email, if I'm going to invite 10 people to a, to a meeting, sending out a meeting, an email to all 10 of them is great. But um, typically uh, groups, are, the only time they work is when everybody in the group ought to be receiving it. If, it. if it's a matter of making your life easy, you've got a group of 10 people, but you really only need to send to three. But instead of making the effort to pull up the three email addresses, you just send to the group anyways. The seven people that didn't need to receive that email, you know, you're just gumming up the works for them. Yeah. Um, that's the problem with you got to be really careful about that broadcast email type stuff. And it's so easy even on a reply to something like a meeting request to hit reply to all. You know, people do that, and I hear from 10 people who all oh. tell me they're going to some meeting I've been invited to. I could care less whether or not they're I'll going to the meeting. I'll see you at the meeting. You know, I don't need your 10 emails in my email box, and now I'm going to have to just erase them. And so I, I erase them without even looking at them. Absolutely. I mean, I, I don't need that. I, I already got 500 emails a day coming in. It's, it, you know, we need to start to think about the, the fact that it, it, it's a communication device, but that doesn't mean it's just a, we're allowed to send anything and everything. Think about you want people, when they see something coming from you, to say, I want to see what Peter says because, you know what, when he sends me something, I know it's important. Right. That's, I think that's, think about your goal of how you want to be looked at by other people. This difference between your perception of yourself and the perception of other people is a big deal here in how you make your choices. Absolutely. What, what about, this is one of my favorite things of email, I'm not afraid to admit it, mm-hmm. the, the blind CCs. <laughs> Sneaky and deceptive, but you know what? Yeah. <laughs> I love it. There are, there are places where it really works. Um, a legal office, for instance, where the lawyer is sending out a, a letter, but he wants to make sure it gets into the file for the person, and so he blind CCs his, his secretary for it mm-hmm. and that kind of thing. Um, there, there, there are legitimate purposes behind why you would use a blind CC. Typically, but there are also very like not legitimate purposes. That's why. It's, it's when you do it to deceive. And, and as soon as it becomes a deceptive thing, it becomes an inappropriate thing. So right. if you're doing it to deceive somebody, stop doing it. <laughs> All right, let's get to the fun part, the dreaded email scenario. 
Yeah. You call the boss a four-letter word and an email to a coworker and hit send, yeah. only to realize you sent the email to the boss. Yeah, yeah, really. You might want to start working on your resume. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. I mean, seriously, life isn't looking real good for you right now. You by giving your resignation and walking out. <laughs> right. You know, here's my solution to the problem, sir. Here's my resignation. Um, you might get away. I'll tell you. <laughs> we all make I, mistakes, I, I, you know? I've heard people tell me on this one that, that they have actually tried to sneak into the boss's office and delete the email before <laughs> the boss got to work that day. <laughs> and I said to him, I said, really, you did that? I said, did you get away with it? And he said, yeah, man, I was really lucky. I said, yeah, you were lucky. Yeah, you are lucky. And walked in. <laughs> Whew, can you imagine? You know, it, it, the only answer to this question really is to say, as soon as your boss walks in the door, can I see you for a minute? And then tell them what's happened. Catch them. Give them the, the, the apology that you have to give them, and maybe tell them, you know, I'm going to send a note to everybody at the office warning them, again, about the dangers of email and how it's really important to recognize that what we say may get out beyond where we want it to. And, and you really, I, this is a great lesson for me to have learned, and, and I hope I can help make it be a better place here at work, and I hope you understand. And, you know, I mean, basically go in there and ask for their forgiveness. If you apologize for a mistake you've made at work, and if you have a solution for that mistake, the odds are your boss is going to give you a second chance. Great advice. Thank you, Peter. What's your feeling on the Internet being the next fifth world wonder of the world? I think it already is. (laughs) <laughs> uh, it, that, that, that's, that's just, it, it, it has changed our lives in a matter of five to eight years in particular, yep. in the last five to eight years. This changed. Everybody is touched by this thing. Um, there, there, there aren't a whole lot of technologies that have spread throughout the world in essence, you know, that fast. And what it's going to do for the way we communicate, the way we buy and sell things, the way we do business. I mean, Emily Post Institute is a perfect example. Five, eight years ago, our business all came in through contacts, through talking to people, through, through writing letters and all the rest of it. Our business is almost a 100% in terms of people getting in touch with us, we making deals, finding a way to make deals. It's almost all based on the Internet now. It's, it's just an amazing. amazing form of communication. Yeah. Peter, yeah. thank you so much for joining us today. Again, this is, we're with Peter Post. If you can find more from Peter on the emilypostinstitute.com. He also provides life tips, some tips in the career section, and you can also read Peter's column in the Boston Sunday Globe. Peter, thank you so much for joining us. We'll talk to you soon. You're welcome. It was fun. Thank you. We'll be right back. Life Tips on webmasterradio.fm. We'll be back with more cool tips and advice right after these commercial messages. Are your domains working hard enough for you? Now, park your portfolio at RevenueDirect.com to maximize your earnings on traffic with RevenueDirect's proven domain monetization service. You'll experience better payouts, more options, and smart optimization. Sign up free now at RevenueDirect.com. It's that easy. RevenueDirect. Make more money. Period. Friend Finder. Friend Finder. The world's largest online dating network. Featuring over 100 million profiles at hot sites such as Passion.com and FastCupid.com. Represents enormous profit-making opportunities for webmasters just like you. With Friend Finder's ability to geo-target and provide billing solutions in most languages and currencies, you are sure to find our comprehensive network to be a good friend to your wallet. wallet. Get more traffic-maximizing details now at FriendFinder.com. Um...
Dude, fishing in Costa Rica is going to be awesome. Amen, bro. Now that Value Click Media had netted FastClick, we've got one of the largest online advertising networks fishing us for big bucks. You know, while we're out catching snapper. Hey, Steve, you're coming too, right? No, I'm still using BenAsRUs.com. I can't afford to be away. you got to work with Value Click Media. i got this great account manager who's easy to work with, and they have access to the best advertisers and earn me high rates. Don't worry. We'll bring back pictures. Yeah, terrific. Visit Value Click Media now and click on Solutions for Publishers for more details value click media come on got some good karma it's good marijuana come share with me yeah Cali man mixed with the sound system i gotta get your input on this one because you are a man of the world it's no, no, here I'm, I'm in trouble now i just feel it coming this is bad i go to the funeral home yeah. um, for the wake and, you know, after a few minutes, I walk to the front of the room to give my condolences to the family. As I'm walking up there, a old high school friend that I took to uh, some dance in high school, I forget what, gives me the nastiest look and says, hi, Greg. And he's completely upset with me. What'd you and do? It, it turns out she had been giving me the evil eye the entire time. And I guess she thought I had seen her, but I did not see her. So what's the etiquette at a funeral home when you piss someone off? <laughs> Good Karma. Thursdays at 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. You have arrived at the destination for education and entertainment. WebmasterRadio.fm. Because not everyone's last name is... Gates. WebmasterRadio.fm. We're everywhere. And now back to Life Tips, the show that offers expert tips and savvy advice to make life easier and more fun. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Now, here's your host. Hi, everyone. It's Melanie. I'm back with Life Tips, managing your e-manners show. And I'm so excited to have Maggie Mistel on the show. Maggie, are you there? I am, Melanie. Thanks so much. Oh, this is great. Maggie is a career coach who helps people individually and also within companies figure out their ideal careers. And on the topic of managing your e-manners, Maggie is here to talk to us a little bit about tone and style, mistakes, uh, how to admit defeat when you realize you've royally goofed in an email. So we're happy to have you here, Maggie. Um, and what, you know, I want to talk first about tone. I think it's such an important part of emails. Um, one of the most common problems that we face when emailing is that you think someone is being nasty or rude, but the reality is that person is just busy or in a hurry. It's so true, especially with the onset of the crackberry, which is now a new <laughs> word in Webster's Dictionary, by the way. Uh, with the onset really? of that, you know, people are you know, sending these one-liners because they're typing with their thumbs. And, you know, you have to remember that, first off, don't take it personally. But secondly, you have to remember, too, if you're on a BlackBerry, that your tone could be taken negatively. Let's take it from each angle. As the receiver of an email, how do you properly respond to a message that you are construing as something that has attitude? I like to pick up the phone. Yeah. That's basically what I, what I do, Melanie. There's because nothing you, better than personal confrontation. I mean, it's just, right, well, especially if you're feeling like something's off, and that's what I'll, I'll pick up the phone and I'll say, you know, and especially I love it when, from an etiquette standpoint, when people put their phone numbers at the bottom of their emails, like with their name, title, phone number. Mm-hmm. I like that. So that if there is any misunderstanding, I have the phone number easily accessible. I pick up the phone and say, hey, Jane, you know, is everything all right? Because I read your email and it seems like, you know, you're upset about something. And she may say yes or no, but I've at least given You've at least her the made chance the to, to extend it. the olive branch and say, hey, what's going on? 
you know, and, and I think professionally it makes you appear in a much more professional light, I suppose, is the best way to say it. You know, you're taking the initiative to actually make an effort with somebody. Absolutely. And you know what? If she is annoyed, it will give you such an opportunity at that moment, Melanie, to not so much nip it in the bud because it still may be a big issue you need to work through, but at least you're aware of it. Because what if you did shoot back an email that, excuse me, was just responding to her like, oh, that's great. Thanks so much, Jane. You know, nice attitude. Ha ha. And she's like (laughs) totally offended. (laughs) Now you not only have a work problem with her, but now you have a personal problem with her and you've made things a lot worse inadvertently. Well, you, you bring up another good point, and that's the, the flip side of the coin, which is the sender of the email. You know, we are all very busy. We all are rushing out the door sometimes. And like you mentioned with the crackberry in our pockets, you know, we all rush to send one-liner emails. What are some things we can do to avoid coming off rude in a message that we're sending? I think expectation setting is the best thing you can do in all relationships, personal and professional, to, to avoid misunderstanding. So... If you do, you know, if you even just start using a BlackBerry, if, you, if it's a new thing to you, you know, you can give people a heads up. And I think that's one of the things they did do with BlackBerry is it does say sent by my wireless BlackBerry, usually in the email so you know. Yeah. But it's nice to let, to let your assistant know or to let the people that, the colleagues that you work with most often, hey, listen, I'm actually much more on the run than I used to be. I may be short an email. Don't take it personally. Kind of giving them a heads up that this is a way you'll be operating and it gives them a chance that if they're not okay with it, they can voice their concerns, too. Like, well, actually, Joe, you know, the stuff we talk about is so involved, maybe it's better if you just pick up the phone then. You know, it gives them a chance to say those kinds of things. Absolutely, absolutely. All right, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to be right back with Maggie about the appropriate and inappropriate conversations to have in an email. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Life Tips on webmasterradio.fm. We'll be back with more cool tips and advice right after these commercial messages. Once a tool used exclusively for communicating with the media, PR Web was the first company to develop a distribution strategy around direct-to-consumer communication by implementing Web 2.0 technologies. PR Web has completed the online communication loop by directly engaging your audience with your news. For example, PR Web is the first newswire to integrate press release trackback. Whether you want to dominate your market or just make a little noise, PR Web is here to help. You thrive in the marketplace and the media. PR Web. 3 a.m. traveling to a conference in Oklahoma City. Steve Talbot's Ford Escort radiator hose bursts near the town of Hooker. He types Hooker Escort Hookup into another local search engine's one box search. He has a great time that he can't expense. TrueLocal.com. Two boxes, one click, great results. Best of the Web, the Internet's oldest directory, EOTW.org, since 1994. Our editors scour the web, finding quality sites, providing users with spam-free resources, relevant information from valuable sites. Submit your site now for a guaranteed review in three days or less. For webmasters needing additional exposure, check out our 60-day free trial on category sponsorships, 60 days free advertising, no kidding. And don't forget the Best of the Web's reseller program with the industry's highest commissions, 25 percent recurring commission on all products and services bloggers make sure to check out the botw blog directory and the recently launched volunteer editor program to help build the best blog resource on the web 
Generating buzz for your company is essential and now easier than ever with Paper Post, the consumer-generated advertising network. Our powerful network of bloggers at Paper Post will creatively expose your product or service through original link-generated ads and embedding video or audio on their sites. Launch your viral marketing campaigns with confidence and enjoy increased traffic with higher conversion rates only through Paper Post. Visit PaperPost.com and join the revolution. Viva la revolution! Katie Kempner. Katie Kempner. May I have your attention, please? Katie Kempner. Katie Kempner. Katie Kempner. Just a little bit about the hook. The hook. The hook. The hook. What I hope to do with the hook is to give you the chance to hear what my friends and colleagues are thinking about doing. On the hook. Doing. Doing people in the marketing, PR, advertising industries right on the forefront, and including people that cover these industries. So what I'd like to do is what I'd like to do is what I'd like to do is help you make your job easier. What I'd like to do is what I'd like to do is what I'd like to do is join me each week two 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 o'clock on two 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 Tuesday. Intersection of advertising and PR. Wizards, rainmakers, rock stars, gorillas, and gurus. WebmasterRadio.fm. Come visit our magical Webmaster Wonderland. We got a mouse, too. WebmasterRadio.fm. We're everywhere. And now, back to Life Tips, the show that offers expert tips and savvy advice to make life easier and more fun. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Now, here's your host. Hi, everyone. Welcome back. This is Melanie Nair of Life Tips. And today we're talking about emails and the Internet and new forms of communication that can really affect your professional career as well as your personal career. And today I'm joined with Maggie Mistel, a career coach who helps people individually and within companies figure out their ideal careers. And Maggie is also host of Career Talk with Maggie on Martha Stewart Living Radio, Sirius 112 from 7 to 9 p.m. Maggie, welcome. Thank you so much, Melanie. Thanks for that great introduction. I feel like, uh, you know, I star. Well, it's a pleasure <laughs> to have you here. And let's just, you know, let's be honest with everybody. Maggie and I are old friends. We go Absolutely. way back um, and have consulted each other uh, from pa- for past articles, past radio shows. Exactly. Well, you know, it's so hard to f- you need to find good resources and a great network. And, you know, when you find those people, Melanie, you don't let you them go, You stick right? with them. You That's stick right. with them. And one of the things, Maggie, that you and I have always been very good about is keeping up our friendship and professional friendship over email. Um, Absolutely. It's the it one way cool. I always know cool I can get a hold of you. Absolutely. Um, but, you know, one of the things that always happens, even though, you know, I send you emails about my personal life, we've talked about your personal life, we talk about, you know, professional and personal things that are happening in our lives because we're friends and we're also colleagues, but, you know, there are those situations where appropriate and inappropriate conversations take place in email. Um, Absolutely. And, it's, you know, and we've all fallen into the trap, Melanie. I'm at, I can't speak for you, but I can speak for myself that... You know, I coach people on this, and even from time to time, I have to catch myself, you know, falling into the traps. I think we, we're just a little too convenient to shoot off an email, and sometimes you're not thinking it through. 
Right, right. Give me some examples of just, you know, horrendous mistakes that have been made and how you need to recover and how you need to fix it to really save face, if nothing else. Absolutely. I mean, well, I'll mention one, and this one was in the news, and this one wasn't mine, but it was Radio Shack. Radio Shack actually sent layoff emails to um, its workers, you know, letting them know that they were laid off and what the situation was. Now, what was interesting about that situation is, you know, hearing that, that you know, just without any context, with hearing that a company was sending emails to lay people off sounds horrible because it's so, email is not a personal way of communicating, even though you can make it a little bit that way. When it comes to deeply personal or life-impacting situations, you don't want to be using email to do that. And just the mere fact that any layoff information was communicated that way was appalling to people. Now, what came out afterwards was that Radio Shack actually had communicated face-to-face, and the the email was part of a communication process. But I think that example alone shows us all how easily an email sent can be taken out of context. you know, and this this impacted an entire company, which how many mm-hmm. impl- uh, consumers now are choosing not to go to Radio Shack because of an email that they chose to send. So you really need to think about what's appropriate and what's not. Absolutely, absolutely. And, you know, that also brings up another point in that, you know, from an, from an employee perspective, you don't talk about career choices in an email with your boss. You walk up, you go into an office, you have a very intelligent conversation, Exactly. And, and, you know, there is something to be said for behind closed doors because emails can be taken out of context. They end up in court cases all the time. You know, I think Microsoft, again, another company got itself in trouble because of email memos that went back and forth. So, you know, if you are talking to anybody in the company about anything sensitive, you know, you want to be having that conversation face-to-face so it doesn't come back to haunt you when taken out of context. The other thing from an employee standpoint that you definitely want to keep mind- be mindful of is that everything you do on your office computer can be monitored legally by your employer because it is a company um, hardware and software that you're working on. It's company property. So you want to make sure that, you know, you're appropriately, you know, using company email so you're not, you know, sending off inappropriate jokes to your friends or (laughs) files or any of that stuff. And believe me, people still do this. No, you know what, Um, Maggie? Everybody does this. I mean, I get forwards every day from people, you know, funny jokes. That kind of thing. Absolutely. What, so, what do you do in that case, Melanie? Do you? Because I've seen friends. I've had friends of mine actually email me to say, "Please don't communicate to me at this address." Here's That's a separate one. That's what people have personal email, email addresses for. You know, the internet has free exactly. email: Gmail, Yahoo, Hotmail. These are all free email accounts. Use them to your advantage. Exactly, and that—that's what I've seen work really well. Is you separate it out. You just say, "Here, guys, use this one." And, and you know, if they're truly your friends, they will respect that and not send you inappropriate things at work. One other thing, though, that happened, and this almost cost a friend of mine his career. <laughs> he was working in Australia, and he, all of his friends were here in the States, and they sent him a funny photo of a, one of the guys dressed up in a 70s costume from a party. The photo somehow got stuck in, in an email loop, and it sent it to this company 5,000 times and crashed their systems. Uh. And so this gentleman who's in Australia gets called into a meeting, you know, with the executives, and they look at him, and they, sh- they just push the picture in front of him and say, do you know what this is? And he says, nice outfit, because he knows he's oh my so God. in trouble. And luckily, they laughed, and, you know, and, you know like he kind of got out of it. But literally, 
you never know what could happen with electronic yeah. stuff and what could go wrong. And, and, you know, this almost ruined a company, one silly picture. So you have to be very careful how you're using company resources and always be mindful that even instant messages can be, can be read, even though you think it's on Yahoo. You know, if you're using a work computer to do it, all that stuff can be read and it can be brought back to haunt you later on. You know, one of the things that has always haunted me, and it's probably from, you know, because as a professional writer, I'm very cautious about what I write. But in some cases, you know, you get very worked up or somebody has really pushed your buttons and you're drafting that email. And, you know, I have always said, write a draft, walk away, and come back. But you know what? There are always those situations where you hit send by accident. And, I, you know, I've certainly been culprit to that. I've hit the send button and sent an email off to a client that certainly should have been you know, revised or, or relooked at. What do you do? Have you ever had that situation, Maggie? If you've already sent it out? Yeah. Yeah, the damage control. I mean, that's where I would go back to picking up the phone or, or somehow going over to see them and have a face-to-face conversation because everybody can understand. We, you know, we have these one-off moments of frustration or anger, and, and, you know, we've all done stupid things. So I think if it's a one-off thing and you go and you apologize right away and nip it in the bud, mm-hmm. it won't overly impact your relationship. But the trust will be damaged by that, and, you, and so you'll have to go above and beyond from that point forward to make sure you know, you don't do something like that again. Because the worst thing you can do is say, oh, yeah, yeah, one-time event, and then do it over and over again. Yeah. Because then you, you have no recompense, and you're really not going to be able to get around this with people. I mean, I've been in the situation, Melanie, absolutely. You know, when you're describing that situation that you're – you can feel the tension escalating with each back-and-forth email. It's almost like a tennis match, right? Yeah, absolutely. And you just get and more it, frustrated as you watch them come through. And you feel more justified in responding. And, you know, it – I think it, what it takes is a lot of strength, um, but you really need in those moments when you're starting to feel the anger in your belly or you're getting tense, you know, in your shoulders or your cheeks are getting red, is to be like, use it as a warning sign to say, wait a minute, whatever I'm about to say is probably not going to get me any points in, in life, you know, or in my career. So, again, pick up the phone or walk away, go for a walk, you know, relax, pull yourself out of that situation because it's escalating, and whether it's an email or in person, Anything you say, you know, is probably not going to serve your cause. Absolutely, absolutely. Maggie, let's go through some quick tips for people to okay. take away from this, uh, this radio show today about just email etiquette, minding your manners, managing your email manners, and, you know, some basic things for everybody to take away with on how email, you know, what to look for in a message, what not to look for in a message. Do you, anything off the top of your head? Absolutely. Always have a good, straightforward subject line. Don't leave your subject lines blank and... You know, and, and don't make them convoluted. Really, you know, give a succinct, quick subject line so people can, you know, know what your email is about. Make sure you have a signature at the bottom that includes your phone number so that people do have questions or concerns, they can call you right away. Um, when you're using uh, email lists of a lot of people, you put those lists into the BCC field, that blind copy field. Mm-hmm. Don't put their emails into the two field because then that just broadcasts their emails to a lot of people and folks are not happy about that because of spam and other privacy issues. No, it's um, a really so good point. That. Um, and last but not least, you know, in terms of appropriate use of the actual emails you send, if you're just communicating facts and you're just confirming details, absolutely, email's the way to go. But if there's any type of conversation that needs to be, you know, if you need buy-in from somebody, if the issue's a little contentious, even if you're trying to share some kind of concern or feeling with someone, avoid email for those kinds of things because it will just end up screwing things up. Absolutely. Such good points. Maggie, thank you so much for joining us. This Thanks, has been Melanie. informative it's a great and educational. Show. Very for people. 
I'm sorry? I said it's a great show. It's so helpful for people. I'm really glad that you're doing this. Uh, Well, we're really glad to have you on, and we hope to have you on again soon. And thanks to all of you for listening today. We hope you took away some great career tips from today's Manage Your Email Manners talk show. You can hear more from Maggie on maggiemistel.com, and you can tune in to Maggie on Career Talk on Martha Stewart Living Radio Sirius 112 from 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern every Thursday. Thanks, everybody, and we'll see you next week. 